0: This is David Weiss with the Brigade Nina. Welcome to another hour of Living the Outdoors on The Score. From the Fast Sign Studios, more
1: than fast, more than signs. This is the anchor point for everyone passionate about the outdoors. Yes! Now you're talking! It's Mills Fleet Farms, Living the Outdoors with Mark Druick. From hunting to fishing, to the trends and the gear you need to be successful in the outdoors. Call now, 281-1570 or worldwide at 1-866-653-1570. This is Living the Outdoors.
2: So step aside and let the man come through. Now,
0: here's your host, Mark Druick. All right, greetings and welcome to Fleet Farms Living the Outdoor show here on The Score. I am your host, Mark Druick. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Glad to have you with us. Got a great show planned for you tonight. Uh, I had several requests. Uh, for my first guest via email. And as we very well know, there's a lot of, um, a lot of interest in crossbows and the, the, the laws changed here in 2013 in Wisconsin. So there's still a lot of, of questions and, and a learning curve that's involved with uh, knowing more about crossbows. And, uh, you know, if you have any questions or comments during tonight's broadcast, give us a call at 281-1570 or 866-653-1570. And uh, please keep the emails coming to liveintheoutdoorswi at gmail.com. So as we move forward here, here we are about three weeks out from the opening of the 2017 deer season. And, and like I said, uh, I've got a lot, of, a lot of people send me emails say, hey, we want to learn more about crossbows. And we do a lot of that um, at the shop, at The Real Shot. Uh, but I'm, good, I'm, I'm really honored to have our, our first guest on the show. And his name is Brian Zabitsky. And Brian is a service manager with Ten Point Crossbows. Brian, welcome to the show.
2: Hi, Mark. Thanks for having
0: me on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've we've uh, you and I have communicated uh, quite a bit over the last couple of years, and, and uh, um, now it's great to have you on the show and and share with us about uh, more about you know not only crossbows but you know ten point crossbows. When people say, you know, um, you know, when they talk about crossbows, ten point is usually the the first name that comes up because ten point's been doing this for a long time.
2: We have. We're, we're now in our 23rd year of business uh, of making uh, world-class crossbows. Uh, I'm very happy to hear that uh, for most folks, TenPoint is uh, one of the first brands that they recognize. We've worked very, very hard over the last 23 years to produce extremely uh, high-quality products, uh, high-quality crossbows that are extremely accurate and extremely well-made, uh, and and they can they can. They shoot well, uh, they group well, especially, you know, out at longer distances, uh, 30, 40, 50 yards. Um, The the company is a family-owned business, and as I say, we're in our 23rd year right now. Um, Our CEO and founder, uh, his name is Rick Bednar, Uh, his family is the the family actually that owns the business. Um, Rick's association with archery and the archery industry goes back to his youth uh, when his parents, uh, archery Hall of Famer Bill Bednar and then his wife Edith Bednar founded the Portage Archery Center in Suffield, Ohio. So this, the story starts uh, in a real small town in Suffield, Ohio with just a small archery center. Um, Rick grew up in the store, working in the store, learning about archery. Um, his dad, Bill, you know, helped coach him and uh Rick was also a, a world class tournament archer. Um, so he rick Rick has some pretty uh, great bona fides when it comes to you know knowledge about the archery industry, not knowledge, knowledge about archery in general. Um, and right after uh Rick uh, got out of college, he started uh he actually worked for a company for a few years, a distributing company. But then uh, he purchased the family business, Portage Archery Center, in right around 1981, and he had added a wholesale distribution component to that retail operation, which was called Pack Distributing.
3: Okay.
2: Now the uh, the Pack Distributing caught the attention of uh, British custom gunmaker Bernard Horton. Um, and folks uh, who are listening today may be wondering why I'm talking about Horton. And we're actually talking about Ten Point today. Well, our CEO was actually one of the original founders of uh, Horton Archery Products. Um, that's a name that I would assume a lot of your listeners will have a great familiarity with.
0: Oh, absolutely.
2: So that, that Horton Rick, is still uh, work, part
0: of uh, Ten Point's lineup at uh, to this day, is it not?
2: It actually is. It's kind of a, It's kind of funny how the the story comes full circle. Um so Rick uh, worked as the chief operating officer at Horton for a number of years, about six years. Um he took the company from, you know, basically a startup kind of situation to a thriving four and a half million dollar business. And um in around nineteen ninety one he ended up leaving Horton over a stockholder dispute about the future direction of the organization. Rick, uh, wanted to invest the profits in the company. Um, he wanted to take profits, put them back in the company while a majority of the partners wanted to distribute them as earnings. Um, well, Rick ended up leaving Horton archery products, along with one of the investors in Horton archery, George Gardner, who's also a hall of fame archer, um, in 1991. And uh, a few years down the road here, um, he, uh, Rick ended up starting, it was called originally Hunter's Manufacturing Company, in January of 1994, and it's now known, Hunter's Manufacturing, of course, is now known as Ten Point Crossbow Technologies. Mm-hmm. Now, throughout the late 90s and then the early 2000s, uh, Hunter's Manufacturing and then TenPoint um, experienced steady uh, but very measured growth. Um you know the company philosophy has always been that uh we have a, a strong desire to to make uh you know crossbows that are the best production crossbows in the world and uh with that having with that with that goal in mind uh Rick and now uh, his two sisters are involved with the business um they Took some, some steps over the course of, you know, 2000 up through uh, right around uh, 2008 okay. to grow the business gradually, uh, but to never sacrifice on the quality aspect of the, of the crossbows that, that we're building. So, in other words, you know, there's been a strong desire to grow the business as fast as possible, but also do that in a measured way um so that there is no sacrifice in quality of our final product and that can be a challenging thing at times but um Rick's a pretty smart guy and under his direction you know we we secured our first patents in 1995 for a barrel to bow sound dampening system called the Vibra Kush, mm-hmm. which we still have on many of our crossbows today um And then we also patented our dry fire inhibitor mechanism back in 1995. Since that time, though, we have secured at least right around 19 more patents. Um, And then we currently have about 29 patents pending. So there's no other company in the industry, in the crossbow industry, that has a record of technological achievement that can compare to the one that 10-point – has garnered over the last 15 years.
0: You know, Brian, the cool um, thing about that is that, you know, other people um, cannot infringe on those patents. So you guys kind of hold the uh, the key to that. And I think that's what makes 10 Points so unique is people are like, well, what's the difference between, you know, this bow and this bow and this bow here? And when you can say, hey, they've got, you know, um, X amount of patents and they've developed this and they've done that, you guys have kind of set the industry standard and the barometer Um, for these other companies to kind of get things started?
2: Absolutely. We've been known uh, for most of the time that we've been in business as uh, uh, having a strong record of of technological achievement. Um, In other words, most of the Crossbow products that we make are definitely cutting edge. Uh, They employ the latest technologies. Um, We're, of course, located just outside of Akron, Ohio in Suffield, Ohio, a little little town called Suffield. Um, our proximity to Akron is not a uh, coincidence. Mm-hmm. Um, Akron, Ohio has been known for many years uh, for the rubber industry and the polymer industry. Okay. Our close proximity to the, the polymer industry here and many of the manufacturers of those polymers has helped us because there are many parts on our crossbows that use advanced polymers that are strong and that are light and uh, are being close to those, uh, those manufacturers, it definitely has helped the business along. Um, Now to come back uh, to, to the, to the issue about Horton. So uh, 10 point, you know, up to, up to about 2013 was continuing to uh, bring out, strong quality crossbow models into the market um, and developing a brand name that's synonymous with quality and service. Well, in 2013, Horton Archery LLC uh, actually went out of business. And um, part of the reason why that company went out of business uh, was that they had outsourced the manufacturing of their parts or their crossbows overseas. And it's a very difficult thing when you're having all of your parts made overseas to maintain very tight quality control uh, measures. Right. And there can be a, a significant delay when it comes to, you know, if you get a bad batch of parts in or they're not to spec and you need another uh, set of parts, it may be a number of months until you're able to get those parts in. Well, in a number of months, a, build, uh, a business can fail Right. And unfortunately, that's what happened to Horton. But uh, at that time, uh, TenPoint was able to secure and purchase uh, certain assets of the Horton Archery LLC company. Uh, we, we were able to purchase the machinery and the equipment, the trademarks, and then all of the patents and licenses uh, that, that Horton developed over its uh, 20 years in business. Um, and so now we're able to offer... The Horton Crossbow Innovations brand of crossbows that are also made by TenPoint, and for Rick, it's it's kind of been it's kind of come full circle where you know he he originally started Horton, and now he's able to bring the Horton name back and try to restore that that quality and that service aspect that uh, Horton Archery LLC was was also known for.
0: You know, Brian, that's a great, because we get so many questions asked about, well, you know, what about Horton and, you know, is 10 point, you know, um, did they buy Horton or do they buy all their products and they buy all this stuff? I mean, you you explained it perfectly so people can understand how that whole story went around. And it's got to be kind of uh, uh, interesting uh, for the Bednar family to have that thing come full circle and actually go back to the beginning and, and manufacture things under that Horton name and kind of. Get back to the roots of it all, I guess.
2: Absolutely, uh, it's it's definitely the case that, uh, and you know, Ten Point is one of the best companies to have been able to uh, resurrect essentially the Horton brand name uh, mm-hmm. because of the, like I say, the the strong brand name that we've built uh, and track record that we've built with uh, all of our Ten Point and Hunters Manufacturing crossbows in the past.
0: Exactly, and it's not just Ten Point. And it's not Horton, but there's another line that, that uh, is manufactured under that name as well.
2: That's right. So uh, our, our lineup of crossbows is basically, it spans over three different brands. Um, the Wicked Ridge brand is kind of the entry-level brand, um, again, known for quality parts, uh, known to be uh, very rugged, um, also known to be very accurate crossbows. Um, You're going to see, you know, a certain level of technology involved with the Wicked Ridge models. Um, And then in kind of in the middle of our lineup, we've positioned that Horton brand. And in the Horton brand, we have uh, uh, a couple of reverse draw crossbows um, that builds on that reverse draw technology um, that Horton had originally licensed. Um, and like I say, when we were able to secure uh, the assets of Horton, we that license transferred to us. So oh, yeah, okay. we were finally able to make um, our own versions of of, of two reverse-draw crossbows. Um, one's called the Storm RDX. The other is called the Vortec RDX. Now, so we have Wicked Ridge, which is, which is good, and then we also have Horton. Um, the Hortons, the difference between Horton and Wicked Ridge is, is that as I said, the, there's different technologies, different patents that are able to be utilized, and you get a little bit higher performance level, mm-hmm. so a little bit higher speeds, a um, little bit lighter bows overall. And then, of course, we have the third part of our, our brand lineup, which is the 10-point lineup. And uh, the 10-point would be considered in the, the best category. right? Um, and... Part of the reason for that is that uh, the 10 points uh, employ many different types of of cutting-edge technologies. Um, We have some 10 points that actually have a carbon fiber woven uh, barrel. Uh, The barrel is extremely light. It's extremely strong. helps to distribute out energy in a particular way that helps to quiet the crossbow down. Um, We we have... uh, we also have a reverse draw bow in the uh, in the ten point lineup that uses that carbon fiber uh, flight rail, uh, and then the other ten point bows are are going to be a little bit more compact, and the Wicked Ridges, let's say, um, they're also going to shoot a little bit faster. You get a little bit higher performance, of course, mm-hmm. out of the uh, uh, the higher price point bows.
0: Right. Right, exactly. Brian Zabitsky, service manager from 10-Point Crossbow Technologies, is joining us here on Living the Outdoors. If you have a question or a comment, give us a call at 281-1570 or 866-653-1570. We'd love to hear from you. And, Brian, you know, it's kind of like the, the good, better, best. You know, people sometimes, and I've been I've been around 10-Point uh, Crossbows for a long time, and people say, well, it's just a, a cheaper version of a 10-Point. But that's not necessarily true because a lot of the patents that you have run across all three uh, of the lines that you carry wicked Ridge Horton and 10 point. But I think it's, you know, when you put it in a perspective, it's a, it's a little bit more affordable. It doesn't have all the bells and whistles on some of the higher end ones, but from a functionality standpoint, I mean, it shoots just as good as the others.
2: Absolutely. Um, it's just as reliable, uh, just as, as, as built with, with high quality parts as the others. Um, the bow assemblies are are just a little bit wider, uh, but you're still, you know, achieving uh, performance numbers like 330 feet per second out of the Invader G3, um, the Warrior G3 in that Wicked Ridge lineup. Uh, it shoots right at, right at 320 feet per second. Um, so there, there's definitely not a a sacrifice in accuracy or quality mm-hmm. when it comes to purchasing the Wicked Ridge lineup. Um, Wicked Ridge is actually one of the greatest values that there is out there mm-hmm. uh, in the crossbow market in the, uh you know, if you're, if you're looking for a crossbow up to, you know, right around that $600 mark. Right. Um, I challenge any other uh, crossbow company to make crossbows at those prices, uh, especially that are made here in the USA all of those parts made here in the USA, um, that uh, that their crossbows will shoot and will you know are, are able to be maintained and will last as long as any of the Wicked Ridge bows.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and I think it's nice because everybody has different budgets in mind of what they want to spend, and you know, obviously, maybe on the front line, I understand that sometimes guy wants just give me the best one that you have. I want the most economical, but you guys cover. You know the ground from from the wicked ridges, and and like you said, Brian, you'd be hard pressed to find a better bow. You know now that you guys introduced the AccuDraw onto the Invader, that that's such good value there, uh, and and it shoots just as accurately and just as well as all the others. You know, and obviously, when when we talk about crossbows, there's always a little bit of a learning curve uh, involved with that, and 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 that's the the, the been one of the the biggest things for us is trying to teach people it's not like well it's not like a compound bow there's some other things and and issues that you need to pay attention to and i think 10 point does such a good job of covering all that with all the videos and and all of the information that's out there to help people you know better understand crossbows and again why you know i've asked you to come on the show is because there's always a lot of questions a lot of things that are involved with transitioning into using a crossbow
2: absolutely and I'm glad that you brought up the AccuDraw cocking mechanism, um, because we actually have uh, that cocking mechanism, and then we have an additional AccuDraw 50. Uh, we call it the AccuDraw 52 when we put it on uh, one of the Wicked Ridge models. Um, so one of the things that separates uh, compound bow, longbow shooting, and crossbow shooting is that the the bow assemblies are much more are much more compact. They're much smaller. The limbs are uh, shorter. Uh, The risers are a little bit beefier. But uh, overall, um, they're fairly compact and fairly narrow. Uh, As a result of that, you know, um, and then the higher performance the bow assembly can yield. So, in other words, the higher poundage that the string and the cables are mounted, you know, uh, under, uh, Mm -hmm. the more difficult it can be to just reach down grab the string on the crossbow and cock it by hand. So right. uh, many of our, our, very high performance crossbows um, just tech uh, just from the technological standpoint of it. Um, you're not able to reach down and, and, and pull the string back and cock it. Right. So we've had the AccuDraw mechanism for many, many years and the AccuDraw is actually a crank device. Um, there's a, a horseshoe shaped sled that is connected to the back of the stock that retracts out and grabs onto the string. And then there's a crank handle that mounts in the stock, it, it actually pull it out of the stock. It goes into the AccuDraw device and you're able to just simply turn the handle. And then that slowly pulls the string up to the string latch and cocks the bow. The AccuDraw device is a lot like a, a boat winch. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've ever used, you know, a boat winch, um, And you gain a significant amount of mechanical advantage uh, with that device. So, in other words, it reduces the force that that is needed in order to draw the string back by about 95%. So, what that does is uh, many folks who shoot crossbows uh, are going to be folks who are uh, 50 years or older or, you know, perhaps uh, youth. Mm-hmm. Crossbows are also a great way to get young people involved with them, and but many of our, our older hunters or our folks that have shoulder injuries, uh, arm injuries, folks that aren't able to use a traditional style longbow, uh, recurve bow, or compound bow, are able then to use a crossbow, and it's partly because of that AccuDraw cocking device. Right. Um, because such little force is required in order to cock the bow using that device, um, folks with disabilities, uh, with, with shoulder and arm problems, are able to still cock that bow and be in the woods during the archery season, hunting, where, you know, in, in some other, uh, at, at another time when crossbows were not legal, um, they would have had to have basically sat out the archery season. Right. So, um, so, you know, that's, that's one aspect, the AccuDraw uh, cocking device. The other type that we have is called the AccuDraw 50, and it's a rope-style cocker uh, with hooks and handles. Uh, the hooks, uh, it, it also mounts in the stock and comes in the crossbow package if you purchase it that way.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, the hooks and handles come out of the unit in the back of the stock. Uh, the, the hooks grab onto the string, and then uh, essentially you get a leverage point uh, with the back of the bow the way that the cocking device is mounted and You secure your foot in the foot stirrup and then basically reach down and lift the handles and then in a standing motion And then that cocks the bow um, That reduces the overall draw weight of the crossbow by about 50% It's a it's a faster way of cocking the bow as compared to the AccuDraw Draw. However, like I said, uh, the Aki draw gives you the most mechanical advantage, uh, it gives you that 95% uh, let off on the draw weight.
0: Yep, absolutely. It's uh, they're definitely distinct advantages, and uh, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. When we come back, we'll have more of Fleet Farm's Living the Outdoor Show here on the Score. Mike the Score on Facebook. All right, welcome back to Fleet Farms Living the Outdoor Show here on The Score. I'm your host, Mark Druick. Thanks for tuning in tonight. My uh, first guest tonight is Brian Zbitsky, and he's the service manager at Ten Point Crossbows. And obviously, you know, uh, 2013, uh, they were legalized here in the state of Wisconsin, one of the the last states to kind of legalize crossbows. I know there's a lot of controversy involved, and people didn't think it was fair and all that kind of stuff. I've always been of the opinion— that hey if it gets you outside enjoying the sport of archery it doesn't matter what you use whether it's a recurve bow a compound bow a long bow a crossbow just get out there and and enjoy the sport of archery carry on the stewardship uh, for the outdoors and the sport of archery and brian that's got to be kind of uh, you know the way that you guys think from 10.2 because you're here to provide opportunities for people to get out and enjoy the great sport of archery and obviously put some meat in the freezer.
2: Absolutely. Um, I'm totally in agreement on your outlook of, of kind of the archery industry and hunting, you know, um, folks, you know, we definitely, we realize that, uh, there are many folks out there who, um, aren't ready for a crossbow or, you know, really don't have much familiarity with them since, uh, you know, it's, it's becoming a very brand new sort of thing in many States. Uh, we were very excited when Wisconsin passed the law and, and, you know, uh, let crossbows in for full inclusion in the archery season. Um, as I mentioned earlier, it's a great way. Uh, crossbow is a great way for youth to start in archery hunting. Mm-hmm. Um, with with the cocking device that, that we have, that AccuDraw uh, cocking device, it enables uh, uh, youth to go out and to to use the bows safely. Um, and also, crossbows are a great way for, for archers who may not be able to use a traditional style, you know, archery equipment at this point. Um, They're able to still go out and and have that outdoors experience. You know, Um, if it weren't for the fact that crossbows were legal here in the state of Ohio, um, my dad and I would not be able to archery hunt together. Uh, My dad is not able to, to use a traditional style bow or a compound bow and the crossbow enables him to, to get out into the woods and for he and I to still, you know, have those times that I know I'm sure going to remember for the rest of my life. Yeah,
0: absolutely, Brian. You're, you touched on it, and we talk so much about that in the shop is, you know, there were, a lot of people want to get the, the younger kids involved um, in the sport of archery, but, you know, sometimes, I mean, and here in Wisconsin it's 30 pounds. And some people aren't as comfortable um, with the penetration and, and the ability to, to punch through an animal um, with 30 pounds and an arrow, uh, where with a crossbow, you know, it, it's, you really don't have to deal with that issue of it. It's a great way to expose, uh, you know, the younger folks to the sport of archery, get them out there, um, and, and and not have to, you know, be able to hold the the bow at full draw, as we very well know. Um, that's not so easy, and, and with a crossbow, it, it, it kind of takes that aspect of it away. Some people don't agree with that, and, and I, I respect that, and I appreciate that, but again, I think we've seen a lot more younger people get into the sport of archery, um, being able to handle a crossbow. It just seems to to make it a little bit easier for them.
2: Absolutely. You know, uh, your your standard uh, archery hunting equipment, uh, when it comes to traditional style bows, as you mentioned, are going to be somewhere in that 30 to 80 pound range, depending on, you know, the requirements of your state that you're in um with with our with crossbows in general uh uh, you know the the draw weight um as i say we have the cocking assists that help with those draw weights but we're looking at draw weights you know that start out around 150 pounds up to 185 pounds and the result of that then is that uh the energy in the arrow is greater typically than what you'll get from most traditional types of archery equipment. Mm-hmm. Um, the kinetic energies in, uh, range anywhere from 97 um, foot pounds up to, you know, uh, up into the, close to the 130s uh, foot pounds of energy that that arrow has when it uh, strikes the animal. Um, and so it's, it's not often that you, you have an issue with penetration or, or things like that, like the, you have with the other other types of archery equipment. Um, in fact, every crossbow that we make at thirty yards, if if you're shooting a, uh, you know, if you have a good broadside shot on on a deer, or, um, you know, you're you have a good shot on a turkey, uh, it's it's more than likely, more times than not, you're going to have a total pass through of the arrow through the animal. Right. And why that's important is that, uh, you know, of course, when you're out there to hunt, the whole goal is to harvest an animal. And, you know, uh, the desire uh, definitely is to, when you, when you shoot the animal, you want to recover it. And, um, you know, I, I'm sure that uh, other folks are like me. I, I love deer meat. And so, you know, <laughs> part, of, part of the thrill of, of hunting for me is uh, <laughs> the chance to get to fill my freezer. Um, and shooting a crossbow, increases that chance uh, because, you know, you get uh, a, a more more damage trail through the animal uh, when the arrow uh, hits the animal and then translates into, you know, uh, a very high percentage chance that you're going to be able to recover the animal. You know, you Brian, know, the, the, go ahead, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. The ethics of hunting, of, especially of archery hunting, is something that's um, always at the forefront of everything we do at 10-point. Um, you know, we, we only ever recommend to shoot our bows out to 60-yard maximums. And the reason for that is not because we don't, you know, not because the bow won't perform at a distance longer than that, but it's because we as hunters have an ethical responsibility to take uh, the best shots, the highest percentage shot, uh, that's going to do the most damage to the animal. That's going to, you know, give us the greatest chance to be able to recover that animal. And we also don't want the animal to suffer. Um, right. And having a total pass-through shot, oftentimes will uh, the animal will expire much faster than uh, in other other ways.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. That's such a good point, Brian. Because so many times people think, Oh, there's guys out there with crossbows are gonna wound more animals and, and things of that nature. And you know, it's quite the contrary because you know, like you said, you're you're shooting something at a higher rate of speed, more kinetic energy. It's a twenty inch bolt, it's bigger in diameter. Uh and, and just the force of that going through and and you know, everybody wants an exit wound. I mean it just is the way that you want it. And and all going down to the ethical standpoint, if you want to be able to to recover that animal as quickly um, and, and humanely as possible. We owe that um, to the animals. And, and I think it, people have kind of changed their mind on that a little bit, that, oh, you know, I shot, this, this, uh, I shot my deer at 40 yards. It blew right through him. He ran 20 yards and fell down. You know? And then on the other side of that, uh, I've been in a situation where you're hunting with a compound bow that's 60 pounds, and you don't get the penetration you want. You don't get the exit wound, and it makes it that much more difficult um, to, to track the animal, and and TenPoint has done a good job of not only designing the crossbows like that, but the accessories that you guys have as well, um, like lighted knocks, the integrated uh you know knock system that you have that that's you know right into the arrows. I mean, you guys have pretty much covered everything that you're going to need. Um, uh, you know, to go out there and and harvest your animal with a TenPoint crossbow.
2: That's right. Uh, we have the. Uh, I'm glad you brought up the OmniBright. 2.0 lighted knock system that we've developed. Um, it's a three piece lighted knock system. It's a very easy system, uh, to work with. Um, after you take the shot, of course, uh, the, the mechanism turns a light on. It's a super bright LED light. And, uh, for many folks, you know, they're able to recover the arrow and then determine, you know, the amount of blood on the arrow. Um, and then, uh, you know, from there, um, I, I've had a lot of customers actually tell me that uh, they're, they use the arrow, the lighted arrow, at night if they're tracking a deer. Uh, they can, you know, once they, they're on a blood trail, if they run out of blood, they can set the arrow down right by where they run out of blood and then, you know, start looking elsewhere to try to pick the trail up. Right? Right. That's that's just sort of one of those uh, uses of the lighted knocks that uh, um, our customers, you know, that I would never had envisioned that our customers uh, – kind of educate us on on some of the things they're able to do, but we have a full line of accessories uh, for all three of the brands, Wicked Ridge, Horton, and 10 point. Um, We have branded slings uh, for each style. We also offer uh, branded soft cases. Um, And we also make some, you know, noise dampening accessories that fit all three uh, brand names. Um, So, you can purchase one of our let's say our string dampening system which is a, um, a dampening system that fits up against the riser and it has uh, uh, aluminum rods with rubber dampeners on there that stops the string right after the shot stops that string oscillation and the, the harmonic vibrations to help reduce the overall noise of the bow um, that accessory that we've, we've made can be used on any uh, of the three brands um you know another accessory that I want to bring up is the uh the Steady Eddy. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if uh, you guys uh, do a lot of sales of it in the oh, real yes. shot or not but oh, uh yes. um I don't go anywhere without my Steady Eddy. Um Steady is actually a monopod system that mounts physically to the crossbow. Um it's set up in a way such that it clips on and 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 is removed from the bow very quickly and easily. Um, it's a very compact, lightweight aluminum uh, rod monopod system that, you know, you can either use when you're in a blind, you can drop it straight down to the ground and just rest the bow on the ground, or the way it's built, you can actually be in a standing position and lean the, uh, the far end of the, the monopod up against your waist to Where you actually can be in a, a totally uh standing position to shoot the bow but have a rested shot also um, I use the steady eddy myself during turkey season um, because we're we're not allowed to shoot turkeys from uh from our tree stands here in Ohio, so the only way to to hunt turkeys is either you know out of a blind or just on the ground right. well that that steady Eddy monopod uh you know I'm able to get set up to uh, in my spot for where i want to, to begin calling and once i'm able to get set up i'm able to adjust that that steady Eddy monopod so that regardless of what direction the the turkey comes into me i'll still have that good rested shot yep.
3: um,
2: we also you know offer several different types of arrows um, which vary in different weights um, uh, we offer arrows that start at about 370 grains and go up to uh, about 435 grains. These are all, you know, standard hunting-sized arrows. Um, they can be used for different purposes. Um, depending on the arrow you use, that's what helps to determine the speed, the actual maximum speed of the crossbow. Um, so, a lighter arrow is going to shoot a little bit faster than a heavier arrow would shoot.
0: Very good. Very good. Well, you know, Brian, you and I could sit here and talk about 10 point. You know crossbows for probably another hour or so, but um, I just want to say, again, you know, say thank you for taking the time to, to join us here on Living the Outdoors, and it was great to hear, you know, more about ten point crossbows and the ten point crossbow story, and uh, you know we have a, a good solid relationship between Real Shot and and uh, ten point, and I look forward to continuing with that and having another great year this year.
2: Absolutely, I, I really appreciate uh, the opportunity to come on on your show, Mark, and share a little bit about our crossbows and our story with the folks out there. Um, it's uh, you know it, it's a it's a really awesome thing to be able to work for a company that's still family-owned, um, that still has all of its parts manufactured here in the United States,
3: right? Um,
2: and to know that uh, you know our business supports local business. Uh, it's, it's like a win-win situation there. Absolutely. Um, And I want to, I want to encourage folks to go to our website, www.tenpointcrossbows.com and, uh, check out all the bows in our lineups there. Um, there also will be links to the, to the Horton crossbow lineup and the Wicked Ridge crossbow lineup there. Um, also check out the support tab, on the 10-point crossbows webpage, that's where you'll find a lot of those uh, videos that you'd mentioned earlier and a lot of the extras, uh, you know, extra information for customers who are, you know, either wanting to learn more about us or, you know, just want to learn about crossbows in general.
0: Awesome, Brian. Thank you so much, my friend. I wish you all the best. And uh, again, thanks for taking the time for joining us here on, on Living the Outdoors.
2: Sounds great, Mark. I appreciate it. Yep, you're welcome, Take Brian. Care. Take care. Bye-bye. On Twitter at the score WI.
0: All right, welcome back to Fleet Farms, Living the Outdoor Show here on The Score. I'm your host, Mark Druick. Thanks for tuning in tonight. And uh, thanks again to Brian Zabitsky, service manager for 10-Point Crossbows. Hope uh, that was informative to you. And remember, you can just go to their website. There's tons of information there as well. And you can also stop in the real shot. We have all the bows in stock. We have all the accessories. You can come in and shoot them. Ask us any of the questions in there. All of us uh, at TRS are more than willing to help you with that as well. And... You know, i I've getting a lot of emails and, and talking to a lot of people, and it's like, hey, you know, we heard you had Ted Nugent on the show, and I said, yeah, you can go online and download the podcast, and some people don't, you know, quite relate to that. So um, what we're going to do, due to popular request, we've got another segment um, of that Ted Nugent interview that we're going to air tonight. But again, then again, you can go to thescorewi.com and listen to the whole podcast and the whole interview. But here's another quick uh, segment of Ted Nugent. Hey, thanks for taking the time to join us here on Living the Outdoors. I appreciate it. Why not?
1: I'm living the outdoors. Might as well live the outdoors together, huh?
0: Absolutely, my friend. Hey, here it is, summer 2017, and you've got the Rockin' America Again tour going on. Tell us about it.
1: Well, who's going to stop me, Mark, when you have this rhythm and blues, greasy, all-American barbecue rock and roll soundtrack? We need that soundtrack. You know, I'm just the luckiest guitar player in the world. I've been jamming this Chuck Berry dream since about 1956, 1957. And here it is all these years later, 2017, and you're telling me that I'm having the greatest tour of my life? Boy, if that's not gravity defined, I don't know what is, but I th- I look to the heavens every day and thank God. My, my band, I got this 22-year-old animal from Detroit. His name is Jason Artless, probably the greatest drummer on the planet. And Greg Smith has been my longtime funk brother on bass guitar. These guys put their heart and soul into every song, every concert, every night. And I've got the greatest audiences in the world. So I'm pretty high right now on the spirit of rock and roll. So I'm a lucky, lucky man.
0: You know, that's got to be awesome, Ted, too. You know, and you've performed over 6,500 concerts. And it's just got to be um, you know, a joy and an honor to get out there and perform in front of all these people and, and veterans and have this following for all these years.
1: It really is, you know, especially now with this uh, technology, Facebook, for example, I have tens of millions of Facebookers, and I get on every day for a little while, and I communicate with people all around the world who, you know, who still celebrate self-evident truth, logic, and common sense, and heart and soul, work ethic, which really describes, I don't care if you're a welder or a guitar player, but there's a unified battle cry of being the best that you can be, that I'm surrounded by. My band certainly have the greatest band in the world, my crew. I got the greatest crew in the world. These guys drive every night. We play five, six nights a week, sometimes more. It'll be the most important audience in my life, and that's how my band and crew look at this stuff. So, yeah, I look, again, I repeat, I look to the heavens every day. I've been 69 years clean and sober because I'm a bow hunter, and you, you don't eat venison if you're not clean and sober because you'll have to buy chicken. <laughs> and, so, and so that discipline and that dedication to my craft, and, my, and over. well across this country, but I have meetings every night, every concert all my life. I hang out with working hard, playing hard Americans, cops and teachers and military heroes and hardware store operators and welders and mechanics, uh, It's really alive and well all across this land. And I'm surrounded by it every day, which is why the music is so energized. I, I, I'm i really, really lucky.
0: You know, that's awesome. And, and we're fortunate enough, uh, Ted, to have you coming up here this weekend at, at Deer Fest down at the uh, Washington County Fair Park. Uh, that, that's that got to be uh, pretty exciting.
1: Well, my life is a Deer Fest. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the backstrap daddy. <laughs> yes, you are. You know, I, I really do live this stuff. I, I remember, you know... Founding Fathers Roy Case there in Wisconsin and Fred Bear all across the country. Um, the mystical flight of the arrow is probably the greatest disciplined athleticism in the world. And you look at the Olympic archers or the or the great Fred Bear, Roy Case, or or you know, geez, there's so many great bow hunters and archers out there. But boy, does it take some focus. And if the author of Wango Tango can do it. it it pretty much proves that anybody can do it, but there's a great, great history of bow hunting in Wisconsin. I've got a lot of bow hunting blood brothers up there. Of course, the Fred Bear song has been the number one requested song in Wisconsin for, for 29 years since that wonderful uh, a, a song celebrating the Fred Bear you know brotherhood uh, erupted out of me with a life of its own way back in 1989 just after Fred had passed away. So, yeah, I have a, you know, if it was just the music, that would be plenty, Mark. If it was just the bow hunting, yeah, that would be plenty. But when you get the two together, those are two huge passions for families all across this land. So it's going to be, It's I promise you this, it will be the best deer fest ever because I'm, I'm, I'm bringing in the best, most dedicated, passionate bow hunting families
0: it's pretty cool, Ted, that you can go to a place like, like Deerfest, and I've participated, and I've known you for years, and it's just a place where you can go and, and be a hunter and be a bow hunter and hang around with a bunch of outdoor junkies just like yourself, and it's like walking into a family reunion.
1: It really is. You know, I, I use the word blood brother a lot. You know, our Spirit of the Wild show has been number one on Outdoor Channel all these years. There. Jesus going on 27, 28 years now, and that's because we don't produce our TV show, we just push the record button and we document the, the way the average American hunting family operates. We like to kill stuff to feed our families, to balance the herd, to, to be hands-on conservationists and benefit the environment through the balancing act that is the annual hunting season. And that self-evident truth. There's, there's two dynamics here that we should really uh, expose. Number one, celebrate the good. and The good is that what I just said is science. It's God's creation. You have to balance the herd every year, which is why Thanksgiving is during the hunting season. You're thanking God for the annual bounty. But here's the outrage, and this is why I'm excited to come to DeerFest, because I know this self-evident truth is alive and well. It's the pulse of hunting families across this nation, especially in Wisconsin. And that is that there's a lunatic fringe of political correctness that would actually ban... One
0: said hey all of us are you know obviously yourself and, and a lot myself have this you know distinct passion um, for the outdoors and want to leave a footprint you know or a legacy or something behind uh, and you know you work with a lot of organizations Ted such as you know um, Hunt of a Lifetime and Hunt for a Cure what is it like yourself to be able to give back to an, an organization like Hunt of a Lifetime?
1: Well, I'm an old man now. <laughs> it was, it was uh, uh, many years ago. He's got to be pushing thirty years ago when I I had my last hunting trip with Fred Bear. We were in the northern woods of Michigan in uh, October of 1987, and it turned out to be his last hunt here on Earth. And it was a very emotional time because we knew Fred was towards the end. And uh, he he put his hand on my shoulders. We were strolling down the gorgeous fall-colored lanes of is his uh, historical hunting lodge. And he had that uh, ubiquitous oxygen tank uh, on wheels that he pulled behind him and the little hose is connected to his nose because he was suffering some, from some uh, health issues. And he told me in a very, very sincere and, and, and distinct, passionate way that he really loved the way I promote hunting.
0: All right, again, a little quick clip from uh, our interview with Ted Nugent prior to DeerFest. If you want to hear more of that interview, go to thescorewi.com, and you can listen to the podcast there as well. We're going to go ahead and take our last break. When we come back, we're going to wrap it up with Fleet Farm's Living Outdoor Show here on The Score. score, Thescorewi.com. All right, welcome back to Fleet Farm's Living Outdoor Show here on The Score. I'm your host, Mark Druick. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Hey, keep the emails coming to live the outdoors, WI at gmail.com. Uh, I love hearing from you. I love to hear about what your ideas are for future guests, um, and I really do appreciate um, all of the kind words as well. Hey, just another shout-out. If you're a Wapaka County resident, landowner, hunter, or anyone else who's interested, the CDAC committee um, meeting is going to be held tomorrow night, August 29th, 6 p.m. at the uh, Manawa City Hall. And the first meeting of the year will be discussing the overall deer herd health population. Um, They'll also be talking about the deer management unit. The DNR will have representatives there uh, as well that you can talk to. But, again, here's your opportunity to go out, learn more, be a part, be active, and, uh, you know, have some input into what's going on. And, you know, last year when we did the Waupaca County and they were threatened to do a doe-only hunt, they filled the high school auditorium. So, uh go to these meetings be a be a participant uh and join in and you know take a take an active role in uh, your deer hunting for 2017 and on. And again remember the Brigade Outdoors going on this weekend uh August 26th over at the uh, Twin City Rod and Gun Club. I'm going to be there. Uh, I'm also going to be doing the archery tag um for the real shot. We're going to be out there if you want to do uh dodgeball with bows. You've got to stop out and try the archery tag. When, uh, Matt and I are going to be out there, my wife Marianne's going to be out there. And uh, that's going to be going on from 10 until 4 p.m., free admission. Uh, you will have to pay for some of the activities, golfing and archery and things of that nature, but it is an event that is what we talk about on this show a lot, is to get out, get involved, be a participant, and, and enjoy the outdoors. And, and the brigade has done a great job uh, in putting this event uh, together over the last couple of years. And it is just, you know, if you're an outside, an outdoor junkie, looks like the weather is going to be absolutely great. And if you love the outdoors, and uh, you know, you want to do some some outdoor activities, there's going to be a lot of things out there for you to see, a lot of activities to participate in. But again, I'm going to be out there uh, with the real shot and uh, doing the archery tag. And and if you're not familiar with that, it is uh, dodgeball with bows. But again. The brigade outdoors august 26th this saturday 10 a.m to 4 p.m going on at twin city rod and gun club as well hey thanks again to uh my good friend brian Zabitsky, the service manager at the 10 point crossbows great to have him come on and talk about crossbows and hopefully answer some questions as well don't forget if you have any questions or you want to shoot some of these 10 point crossbows come to the real shot on calumet street and uh, take advantage of uh being able to shoot those as well but hey Again, um, if you want to hear more of that podcast from Ted Nugent, go to thescorewi.com and check it out. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Remember, if you have the ability to impact somebody's life through the outdoors, do it. It'll make you a better person. Thanks for listening tonight. Have a great evening and live life in the outdoors.